0: Hello and welcome to Carbon Removal Newsroom. I'm Ross Kenyon, lead strategist with the Nori Carbon Removal Marketplace. Today I have with us Antti Vihavainen, business development at Puro. It's a Finnish carbon removal marketplace that uh, has transactions changing hands, which is very exciting. And today our guest host is Alessandra Guerra of Nori. Hello. Thanks for being here, Alessandra. Thank you. Why don't you take it away?
1: All right. Great. Hello, everybody. Antti, why don't you tell our listeners what exactly is Puro?
2: Yeah thank you very much uh, also for the invitation to join your podcast um I I've, I've learned so much uh, by by listening to basically all of your podcasts so far so it's it's uh, great that you've uh, taken the time and effort to to share your knowledge what you've learned um so puro is uh, is basically a fairly straightforward uh, marketplace where the ones uh, that run a net negative uh, operation, you know, businesses, organizations that uh, actually sequester CO2 out from the atmosphere can, you know, have this uh, activity basically certified and then uh, the certificates can be traded on on the marketplace.
1: Okay. And so what brought you to create Puro? Like what was the need that you wanted to fill?
2: Well, uh, the basic uh, reason for uh, starting a marketplace uh, was not that we wanted to make a marketplace uh, and then figure out what to do with the marketplace. But uh, it was actually the fact that we knew that uh, and we know that there's too much CO2 in the atmosphere already. And uh, although there are lots of um, very good, uh, let's say, um, efforts and and programs to reduce the emissions, and that's uh, obviously um, vital uh, for us all. The results don't really look that good. Um, the CO two concentration in the atmosphere uh, still keeps on rising, so therefore the logic was that let's let's figure out a way to to accelerate removal of CO two from the atmosphere. And uh, well, then we've looked at um, something like twenty different uh, methods uh, for sequestering CO two. Many of them were not, um, let's say easy to measure or easy to uh, verify or uh, their, let's say, volume potential is is not high enough. But then uh, we basically uh, narrowed down to three different methodologies and and, uh, realized that these are also underutilized and uh, their development could be accelerated if there was a monetization mechanism around them.
1: Great. So then why don't you tell us, what are those three methods of carbon removal that you guys are focusing on?
2: Well, at the moment, um, we have sort of documented three different methods or methodologies. Uh, One of them is biochar, uh, which is um, a very um, useful ingredient or product in itself, but um, it is net negative and um, it's fairly easy to create an, um, well, uh, let's say the additional certification uh, around that. Uh, Then there's the other one, carbonated uh, building elements, uh, which is basically a a concrete-like building element that uh, its production consumes or sequesters more CO2 than the the production uh, emits. So it's it's actually CO2 negative. And then the third one is um, wooden building elements, which is basically, uh, you know, in its simplest form, it can be a a log house, uh, where we know that the CO2 has been taken away from the circulation for a, um, let's say, semi-permanent or let's say a very long long period of time.
1: Okay. So why don't you, let's dig a little deeper into biochar. So we at Nori2 are very interested in biochar and exploring a methodology for that. And we are finding it a little bit tricky to see, you know, the additionality, the permanence, and the net negative removal, depending on the source. So tell us a little bit more about your biochar methodology and how you're addressing some of these issues.
2: Yeah, um, it's a good point, and uh, biochar can be made for different purposes and for uh, in in very different ways. Um, we are relying on the um, EBC, which is the European Biochar Certificate. Um, it gives the basis uh, for the quality, uh, or the let's say the permanence of the uh, biochar, and then uh, there separately needs to be a, a LCA or a life cycle assessment uh, documentation that uh, that basically. Shows or shows the evidence that uh, the pyrolysis uh, gases and the the oil are are treated in a way that it is uh, carbon net negative. So you can do it in a way that it is not, but uh, we make sure that ours is.
1: And I'm I'm guessing it goes back to the source, looking at where's the source of this carbon or the biomass um, all the way through in this LCA.
2: Yes, indeed, that that is one part of the. Um, uh, the methodology. Also, there are some restrictions of uh, you know you can't transport uh, the biomass from uh, you know from a large distance or or so forth. So, uh, there are lots of requirements uh, around that.
1: So then, with some of your biochar CORCs, which are the, your carbon dioxide removal certificates, right? Correct. Wh- where's the supply of biochar coming for some of these CORCs that are coming from your biochar?
2: Um, at the moment. Uh... There's uh, one Finnish uh, company that is very active and and actually is running the the largest um, biochar operation in Europe that is certified with the EBC. Um, But now we are actually getting a lot of attention um, from various biochar producers from around Europe and also uh, from other continents. So we hope to be able to uh, certify uh also uh, at least one italian uh, producer and and perhaps uh, some some german ones so in are, the near future
1: are these like forest based like where is the actual carbon coming from the char
2: um preferably they are waste streams uh from let's say forest industry of some sort that that's uh, obviously the 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 best uh, case scenario yeah that that's the that's what we aim for
0: Okay. We we asked because a, a lot of biochar people find us and we always have to dig into those nuts and bolts. And it sounds like uh, you are busy doing so yourself or relying on this other standard. But yeah, biochar people definitely want to be a part of carbon removal marketplaces. And uh, it seems like your experience mirrors our own.
1: And so if you're focused on the waste streams of forestry or even agricultural waste, that could be a net negative uh, CO2 sequestration. Which is great. So yes. why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit about verification and how that works with Pluto?
2: Well, the uh, basic concept starts from um, the claim that is made by the producer or the supplier, as we call these uh, uh, net negative operator, uh, operation owners. Uh, they make a claim that uh, they say that they are uh, net negative and um, that they would be eligible for uh, say uh, a hundred or a thousand uh, corks, as we like to call them, their certificates. Oh, corks. Um, so you, I was then,
1: saying C O R C. It's like corks.
2: <laughs> corks, yes, indeed. So, um, and then we. In Puro, we make uh, the first assessment that does it look um, okay. We obviously need to have sufficient documentation related to the processes that are being used. Also, we need to have the accounting of production and uh, also sales. Uh, Especially in in the question of uh, biochar, it would be possible to use it for, let's say, um, steel uh, production. But um, in that case, it would be obviously returning to the atmosphere very quickly. So we also require that the producer can show us uh, that it has not been burned. Once we make this primary assessment, then uh, we hand it over to our partner DNV, uh, which is um, a a trusted third party that uh, has been doing all kinds of verifications for, for hundreds of years. So we are not the ones doing the verification.
1: Right. A third party DNVGL. Uh, they're a consulting company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how does one buy a cork?
2: Yeah. Uh, the mechanism is for the moment, it is a periodic auction where the supplier can place um, some certificates that are in uh, his or her account in the registry, uh, into the auction, and then they need to tell the floor price uh, with which they are uh, willing to part uh, from the uh, certificates. And then on the other side, there are buyers that are uh, giving a cap price, basically a a bid uh, with a cap uh, price and the quantity how many uh, they would like to buy and uh, we are collecting these uh, uh, sales bids and, and purchase bids uh, for 48 hours and then uh, the auction closes it's double blind and uh, so nobody knows uh, anything about the um, quantities or the the prices that have been quoted so far and the auction closes and then uh, the matchmaking happens
0: And you've just done your first auction. That was completed uh, a week or two ago, you were saying?
2: Yes, yes, uh, a week ago.
1: So how often is this periodic auction going to happen?
2: Well, now we are running it every two weeks. It's it's a very tight schedule. Um, But uh, we want to learn as much as possible, as quickly as possible. You know, the, Europe is, is going to go on, on some summer vacation and uh, we want to complete the three auctions before that.
1: So how, how much, how many corks were auctioned off in the first one that happened a couple of weeks ago?
2: uh we haven't really shared that information because um the, everything would affect the 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 next uh, offers uh, both on the seller and the buyer side we want to get uh, as as pure data as possible in the uh, in the auctions so that uh, that's why it's double blind um, and yeah it's it's not optimal uh, we acknowledge that but uh, the liquidity is not high enough for us to to run um, an exchange where everybody would have the uh, the same uh, visibility to the offer levels uh,
0: at some point will this information be released or will it be kept private for the foreseeable future
2: um, the quantity information is likely to, to remain hidden <laughs> from public uh, for at least uh, in the foreseeable future. But let's see. Uh, obviously, we are we, we want to make sure that um, it is a, a marketplace that everybody feels comfortable with. Uh, at the moment, I can say that um, there were bids that uh, were placed. Uh, um, you know, one one you know, somebody wanted to buy one cork at price intervals of 0.1 euro and then 1 euro, and then 5 euros, and 10 euros, all the way to several te- tens of euros. And, you know, testing the waters, uh, making sure that uh, they they know where the the price uh, goes and what sort of uh, bids uh, are, are accepted and whatnot. And then there were uh, bids that were actually very significant volumes um, that uh, some of them actually were matched, uh, some of them weren't. So there was... Um, some, you know, we actually encountered all the variations of the the different possible outcomes of uh, the, in the matchmaking. So it was um, quite uh, eventful. Let's put it this way:
0: Are you, uh, is your organization making money off of these transactions somehow? Is it a transaction fee?
2: Yes, yes, uh, there is a transaction fee um, of uh, one point five percent from both parties. So altogether three percent at this uh, point of time. Although um, this is in the case of, um, say, mixed uh, cork auction, when uh, if if there's a sort of a pick and choose type of a customer that wants to have specifically biochar or, you know, some other specific method, then uh, the the transaction fee is actually higher. Uh, We want to discourage that in order to, to maintain as high liquidity as possible.
0: Also, oh, you're you're discouraging over-the-counter transactions, wanting people to go into the auction that way.
2: No, no. Um, the it is these corks are not available outside of the the marketplace at all. So uh, the the transaction always has to take place in the uh, marketplace. However, it is possible we are actually running uh, four consecutive. Um, or simultaneous uh, auctions um, within this uh, 48 hours so that uh, it is possible to to select either the one that is uh, sort of uh, mixed or then a specific one of the three methodologies that are available.
1: OK, so with uh, marketplaces, you have to have inventory and you have to get it from some, it has to be created at some point. So Nori, for example, we are grandfathering in CRCs for carbon removal in soil carbon sequestration. How far back are you guys doing any grandfathering? Where are you getting your supply for corks?
2: I'm not sure if I understand that correctly, but we accept um, sequestration that has taken place a maximum of 12 months uh, before the issuance of the certificates.
1: I think you understood the question correctly, is how far back (laughs) are you going to be creating the supply?
2: Sorry, that was an
0: American idiom for you, but you hung (laughs) in there, Auntie. You got it. (laughs) Okay.
1: So, what are your future plans for Pudo?
2: Well, this is actually an experiment, Um, and and so we wanted to find out if companies are willing to pay uh, for you know actually removing CO two from the atmosphere. That was the first, that was the biggest question that we had, and and now that has been sort of proven that yes, there are companies that are willing to part from their money um, and and uh, with that uh, be able to you know. Either balance their carbon footprint, or um, in some cases also bundle these certificates with their, you know, main core business, which is, uh, I think, a very exciting business proposition. Obviously, we have some um you know other questions as well whether we are, for example, able to attract uh, attention um, with this and and uh, you know whether we get inbound traffic into uh, into our platform uh people that want to join it um, if that's uh, happening, then um, we believe that it indicates that it's a viable marketplace so that we don't have to go and sell it uh, every time separately as we have done so far. So it is an experiment, and um, in the autumn, we are going to um, basically make a decision of the continuation. At the moment, it, everything looks very good um, and we hope to be able to enter a scale up phase where we are um, basically getting rid of many of the manual steps that we have at the moment um, and, and create a, a more, let's say, elegant uh, user experience and a more elegant uh, way of transaction uh, transacting with the system.
1: I think that's a great idea. You guys are smart. You're you're starting, proving the need, and you're doing it manually, and then you'll uh, learn from there and provide a more elegant solution, as you said. Uh, I love that you were testing this assumption. I have one last question to wrap up. Uh, the assumption that buyers are willing to pay for this. Can you speak to some of the motivations that you've seen speaking to some of these potential customers? Why exactly are they driven to pay for carbon removal?
2: I think the um, many of these companies are are there to learn. Uh, they want to uh, understand how it goes, how it, you know, how it works and and what what is the price. Uh, obviously, um, this is a voluntary uh, system, so ho- most of these companies are not really obliged to do that, but uh, obviously they have other alternatives for compensating emissions uh, available and and they want to understand how this one works. The other thing is that um I think um, companies over here are also viewing this as a possibility for competitive advantage uh, if they can say that if they bundle these certificates to certain products or processes or services and then they can um, you know say it, uh, that um, that particular service is uh, carbon neutral I think that's a that's a key motivation factor in in some cases as well
1: All right well Congratulations to you and the team. I think this is a great step forward for all people working in climate action, and we'd love to see more of this happening, getting more carbon removal uh, done.
0: Yeah, we'd love to have you back on when there's there's newsworthy elements to update. We also admire how quickly you moved and the lean approach that you took to building a new solution. We like that. Things tend to not always move as fast or with that software mentality, so kudos to you, uh, Auntie, for doing all of that. And if someone Thank you. in the, my pleasure if someone wanted to learn more about what y'all are doing uh what's the best way for them to do so
2: Well we have a website uh, puro.earth p u r o.earth uh so you from there you'll you'll be able to find out more information about the uh, the process and um, and also download the methodologies if you're interested uh, and the the rules for the marketplace as well
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for being here, Alessandra. Thank you for running the show. Uh, If you like the show, please give us a great review in uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Uh, Tell your friends, get the word out about carbon removal. That's what we're doing here. We're trying to make the conversation more about carbon removal. And uh, Auntie, thank you again so much for being here with us.
2: Thank you.